people, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, bringing to you today uh, some Tony Robbins. That's right, baby, we're getting back into it. But first, I must give the foreword. Now, Goldman Sachs, do you guys know who Goldman Sachs are? Goldman Sachs! Those sacks of shit. <laughs> oh, God damn, that was funny. You know what? This is what I'm going to break it down into. I was watching a movie the other night. It was a very compelling movie by Liam Neeson. And of course, Liam Neeson is, I think it was called The Commuter. Excellent movie. I think it was a phenomenal movie. And I actually fell in love with one of the girls on there, messaged her on Instagram, and she liked one of my comments. Anyway, she's already married. Anyway, so let's focus here. There was a guy from Goldman Sachs in that movie. He was wearing a suit, and he was pompous as hell. Pompous meaning arrogant as freak. Okay, he sat down. He's like, hey, this is a blah, 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 blah suit. You know what that means? Of course not. He sat down, and then he was, of course, screaming. He was just talking really rudely on the phone and about, you know, taking other people's money. That's what basically Goldman Sachs does. Anyways, I had to emphasize that. And then the girl was like, excuse me, do you mind? He was like, I mind your 99-cent perfume. And she was like, wow. And that was the girl I insta- uh, I messaged on Instagram uh, because apparently, oh my god, her eyes and her hair, I just fell in love. Anyway, she got up and went to the back of the uh, the train and basically Liam Neeson came up to him. And guys, this is real life. I'm, I'm telling you this because this is real life. I know how these fools work, especially these brokers. And so Liam Neeson sat down. And he was like, hey, uh, I couldn't help but know, I don't know, he started, he brought up a conversation, uh, and next to he, he was being very rude, he's like, I work for one of the, the biggest, what is it, the biggest, the biggest, uh, let's, let's, let's put it this way, I work for the biggest scam artist ass companies on the planet. And he's like, oh, great, he's like, we don't represent people like you. And he asked him, hey, what stop are you going to? He's like, why do you want to know what stop I'm going to? And then he literally just profiled the hell out of him. He was like, you know, looking at your clothes and everything, you look like a snake oil salesman who's trying to get, you know, plan his retirement for, uh, what is it? Some kind of, what do you call that? A timeshare in Maui. Rude as hell. And so Liam Neeson got up after the phone rang. He walked by, and then he's like, man, and, and of, guy, of course the guy from Goldman Sachs is on the phone. He's like, man, I should have never left Goldman Sachs. Liam Neeson came back, and he was like, you know what? Out of, for all the people in middle-class America, fuck you. And it was the most beautiful thing on the planet. I don't know. That was like the highlight because Goldman Sachs doesn't give a fuck. They don't. They don't. And guess what? Why am I bringing them up in this podcast is because they're responsible for that god for for the for the global recession that happened in 2008. So I got one of my of course my uh, content writers. I told her I was like, "Man, can you write a nice little foreword on Goldman Sachs?" She's like, "Sure, I could do it." She's like, "Do you know who Goldman Sachs is?" Okay, let's break this down. They're an investment bank of course in Manhattan, Wall Street, New York, okay? And of course they're well known for their job in analyzing economics, financial markets, uh, you know, for investors, potential investors, stock markets, bonds, and emerging markets, right? And so basically what happened today or what happened back then, uh, a typical investment bank, normally they underwrite bonds, okay, in writing financial reports for investors who are looking at doubling their assets, okay, so to make themselves rich. However, some of their trade can be very, very controversial, okay? Remember the 2008 global recession like I've already mentioned. So what happened? It was the cause of excessive spending through mortgages where the middle class signed mortgage deals with low level interest rates. So what ultimately, I mean, this is how it ended up just transpiring is basically these middle class Americans, their home values went from top notch to the bottom. 
within the matter of seconds. So people were selling their houses, which they, of course, they should have just sat on, just like what's happening with Bitcoin and whatnot. They're like, oh my God, the value of my house is next to nothing. What am I supposed to do right now? And I'm like, okay, listen, I understand that, but it's going to go back up. But people just freaked out. They sold their homes. And guess what? A lot of people ended up committing suicide probably throughout that time period because, of course, I mean, Goldman Sachs really had their hands into it. And you know what? I even read an article, but I deleted the article because, of course, my content writer, she ended up just writing – she wrote, of course, an excellent foreword on that. And, of course, you know, they say that Goldman Sachs has to do at least 50 percent of what happened back in 2008. So you get these super wealthy investment banks – who try shitting on the little guy, the middle class America, just so they can make their own profits. How come? How come, of course, the government? You, you know what's funny? I even read uh, a Twitter post. There was this lady, um, and I completely forgot the messenger. Damn it. But you know what? She's like, you know what? Wall Street has never been audited, ever. You got all these other agencies that are audited around the world, but Wall Street has never been audited. These mother, these fools on Wall Street, they make millions upon millions of dollars. Do they get taxed for it? A lot of people will say, oh, well, they do get taxed. Bullshit. I already know what these people are about. Don't sit here and tell me what you think you know, and you're going to end up just trying to, you know, blah, 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 in terms of, you know, what I'm talking about. Forget that. Fuck that. Guys, this is why I'm so scared. Now, getting back into the Tony Robbins work, he took, you know, in terms of the the book, of course, uh, Unshakable. He talks about hidden fees and halfway truths, and I'm like, you know what, Tony, after reading this, man, I don't know if I could trust you anymore, Tony, because guess what? I mean, if you're all for these people in terms of bonds and this, okay, yes, Arsenio, you're not going to be able to invest into the Berkshire Hathaway and the Goldman Sachs and this and that because you don't have that type of portfolio. Ray Dalio doesn't even take calls from people who don't have more than mil- like millions upon millions of dollars in their bank account because, of course, I mean, it's one of those hedge funds. I told talked to you guys about hedge funds. So I'm going to get into this Tony Robbins book, and I, you know what? And I'm going to talk about this right now because I just don't know if I could trust this guy. After doing this, this is probably why I kind of stayed away from not – you know, doing this podcast for such a long time because I just feel that something is really fishy with, of course, what Tony is saying. Now, Tony, of course, in terms of like personal development, he's remarkable. When it, but when it comes to finances and when it comes to Americans talking about finance, I always have my doubts. I really do. So I actually took a little quote out of his book and I said, you know what? Maybe I can answer these questions along the way and it can help you guys too. So Tony said he often asks people, what are you investing for? And of course, you get a lot of, you know, you get a variety of answers. You get the people who want high returns. You get the people that want financial security. You want the people for retirement, a beach house in Hawaii, which actually relates to what that freak in the movie was talking about in terms of a timeshare in Maui. But before long, nearly everyone's answer began to rhyme. What most people really want, regardless of how much money they have today, is freedom. Freedom to do more of what they want, whenever they want, with whomever they want. It's a beautiful dream, right? An achievable one. But how can you sell off into the sunset if your boat has a hole in it? What if it's slowly but surely taking on so much water that it'll sink before it reaches its destination? That sounds like a mutual fund. That's right, because those goddamn hidden fees. And you know what? You don't realize, and of course Tony says you don't realize that you're in that exact same position going into these mutual funds because, well, guess what? The excessive fees that you that impact your mutual fund. And so Tony went on to say, he said what kills him 
is that they have no idea that it's actually even happening. They have no idea that they are victims of a financial industry that is surreptitiously, but systematically overcharged them. So then when I read this, I said, okay, Tony. All right, Tony, so it looks like you might be on the good side. You might be on the good man's side. I don't know yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack you. I'm going to figure out what the hell you got going on over here. And so... Tony said, you know what? Don't just take my word for it. The nonprofit organization AARP published a report in which it found that 71% of Americans believe that they pay no fees at all to have a 401k plan. Okay, now, of course, this is for America. Okay, Britain is a little bit, you know, different and whatnot. But you guys, I'm telling you to encourage you to do your research, too. This is not, um, what is it? This is not licensed information, but it is professional. That's right. 71%, 7 out of 10 people are entirely unaware that they're even being charged a goddamn fee. This is equivalent to believing that fast food contains no calories. This is equivalent to, you know, McDonald's is healthy. This is equivalent to saying, oh, you know what? All that packaged food in the freezer, as long as it's chicken and french fries, it's not too bad. No. There's hidden shit in the label. And, of course, they put these big names to it, and these food factories in America put these big names to it. So you buy three boxes, you eat a box a day, and the next thing you know, you realize that you go up probably about uh, a half a pound in your weight. Why? Because you don't know what's on that label. See, meanwhile, uh, 92% admit that they have no idea how much they're actually paying. So, in other words, guys, they're blindly trusting the financial industry to look out for their best interests. God damn, it's actually going to a broker or going to a manager, you know, at whatever bank in America and saying, hey, you know what? I truly believe that you're going to help me. I remember I was talking to a guy on video back in Arizona last year. He worked for Merrill Hedge. Was it Merrill Hedge or Merrill Fund? Something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I never met this guy. I'm looking at him in video. And he's like, oh, just to let you know, he had to state all this bullshit in the beginning. He's like, if you lose anything, it's not my fault. So that means I'm actually going to lose something, right? See? I'm terrified. I really am. I really, I just, I just know that people, especially listen around the world, human beings, but most notably in America, they are out to get your pockets. They really are. And I always say, hmm, you know, because that back, you know, my I'm at that imaginative side in the back because you know what, I too am a bullshitter. So when I smell a bullshitter, I'm like, oh, you're full of shit. But I don't say it. You know, I say it when I get up. And when I go out the door and I say, oh, just to let you know, John, uh, you're full of shit. And I walk out because I know when people are full of shit. I, I know when I smell that shit on the ground. I do. I do. But a lot of people don't. 71% of Americans don't. And so this is the same industry that brought the global financial crisis. Thank you so much, Tony, for saying that. Because now I'm like, okay, you might be on our side. You might be on the good side. And so... You might as well just hand over your wallet, your password, and your debit card to these people if you truly believe that these managers, these brokers are actually looking out for you. And guys, I know after this podcast, you guys are like, oh my god, Arsenio, well, what the hell am I supposed to do now? I know, I know, I'm just giving you a little bit of a foreword because we're going to get into the Wolves of Wall Street in the next podcast. We got to dissect the hell out of this. We really do because I'm very, very interested to see if Tony is in fact telling the truth. I'm only going to dissect the best of information, but I really wanted to I really wanted to just tell you about Goldman Sachs, the Berkshire Hathaway punk ass Warren Buffett. But at the same time, I actually want you guys to see 
the other side and say, you know what, okay, Tony Robbins, he's been, you know, part of a couple of things, that uh, this and that and this and that, but you know what, at the same time, let's see if he's actually telling the truth. So I came out a very, very pivotal, pivotal part of this book because I was about to drop it. Because, of course, you know, hearing about Berkshire Hathaway, I'm like, God damn, Tony. Tony, I know you aren't, you aren't pre- preaching about Ber- Berkshire Hathaway, but, man, you know what? I'm going to hurry up and read this book uh, just a little bit more. And then I realized, okay, maybe Tony's not so much of a bullshitter. So, guys, stay tuned for the next podcast tomorrow morning. you got to get into the Wolves of Wall Street and some more important information. I want to dissect this, man. I really do. So, guys, stay tuned for that. Thanks for tuning in to another podcast. Of course, the Tony Robbins podcast in terms of finance. And guys, if you have any questions, the Arsenio Buck Show Facebook page or the ArsenioBuckShow.com. You can find the blog there. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.